I mean, it's just like to say that mushrooms are my favorite medicine is just an understatement. They have completely changed my life. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. And then is there anything that you really don't want to talk about? Oh, come on, Eric. You know Well, that's why I wanted to talk with you, actually, um, because you just talk about everything. And I just think that is that is so crucial for our growth as human beings. And it is not something that most people, especially in your position, are willing to do so. Uh, just kind of give a little quick introduction here. Shay Robottom is with us on Psilocybin Says today. Uh, so welcome all of our listeners to Psilocybin Says. Welcome Shay Robottom. You are uh, an inspiration to many. For those of you who don't know, then you're not paying attention because Shay is out there uh, pretty, pretty, pretty boldly. Uh, so if you're on social media, then you're probably seeing Shay at some point. Um, and she is just an influencer extraordinaire and has been really an inspiration to me. You're the first um, kind of person out there that we've interviewed for this podcast. And, you know, I, I asked to interview you because, as I've said to you, kind of in passing through social media, that there are very few people that really, truly inspire me. And you are one of those people. So welcome to Psilocybin Says. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you, welcome. Eric. And, and nice to formally meet you, Courtney, as well. Yes, it's great to meet you. I've been following you on LinkedIn since uh, you interviewed Eric on your podcast. Right? Such a great and you interview. Guys, so. And you guys were helping me out with the whole censorship fiasco a while back. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we, we want to talk about a lot of that. But before we get into kind of some of your uh public activity i'd love if you kind of share with our listeners your history with psilocybin 100 percent, yeah so um my journey with plant medicines in general i will say did not really formally start until i learned about uh ceremonies and like the ceremony work uh, around uh these uh psychedelics and and what have you because you know um, I'd actually done mushrooms growing up. You know, I probably first did mushrooms when I was like 18, just with like my friends, you know, screwing around in the woods, whatever. And like, I liked it. I just, I, I wasn't in a, in a setting back then to really maximize the benefits that come, uh, from mushrooms in regards to healing. Mm -hmm. It was, it was more just exploratory. It was more like, I'm doing drugs. I want to feel something and what's going on. And, and I certainly liked it. I, I had nothing but good things to say about mushrooms even back then, but I wasn't really present with plant medicines until I turned 26 and I hit rock bottom. I, uh, um, you know, was like checked all the boxes of like success. I had a, a good company. I was already in video marketing. Um, but I was just miserable, man. I just, I, I really had uh, a lot of darkness. I thought about killing myself on a weekly basis. I could not take responsibility for anything. That was a huge part of it. I, I couldn't take responsibility for anything in my life. I was very blamey, very victim-y. Um, and that's when I met someone by the grace of God who 
told me about uh, actually a plant called ayahuasca, which is uh, a few a few levels up from mushrooms, as you guys know. <laughs> and uh, that was really eye opening to me because um, I had heard about ayahuasca and I knew just how intense it was. And previously in my life, I would have just said, no, that's not for me. That's scary. That's weird. Like, what are people like shitting their pants? Like, I'm not trying to do that, you know. <laughs> um, but because I was at rock bottom and because I was so tore open and like literally on the verge of like about to kill myself anyways, I was like, yeah, like, let me go do this like ayahuasca and what and what is it? And I and I had no idea about shamanism. I had no idea about like using these medicines for healing. I, nothing. And, and so I went and I was very open-minded. I was very surrendered. And uh, the shaman that I sat with had been doing this uh, for decades. Okay. So he's like been to the jungle, done all the training. And um, there was a small group of us and it was very strict. It was very like, you cannot talk to anyone. Do not touch people. Do not like you are in your own uh, journey. And like, if you need a blindfold, if you need whatever, like we're here to support you. There was guides. There was people in the room that that were there if we needed assistance. But um, you were on your own. You know, you were on your own. This was not like getting together in the woods and doing drugs. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay. And that's really when my pers uh, perspective on plant medicines changed because I experienced so much healing just from that one weekend doing the ayahuasca in a ceremonial setting. Um, mm -hmm. Which ayahuasca? I don't. I don't think there is any other way to do it. Literally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, for it, the recreation. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. It is. It is really, really strong. And um, I had a lot of repressed memories come up from my childhood. Things that finally it made sense to me why I had this depression, why I had this heaviness in my body, and I was able to purge a lot of that. I was able to let go of a lot of that. But it was. Um, I mean, like, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I certainly have no regrets. I talk about it all the time on my blog. Like, ayahuasca changed my life. I love it. I love it. I love it. However, I do feel for someone with the level of trauma that I was carrying, it can actually be too much hmm. going and doing ayahuasca. It, it's, it's really, really heavy. I did not have an easy time integrating afterwards. I actually, um, it, it, was, it was tough. So when I... Uh, got back to Miami after this journey, after this ceremony I'd been on. Um, I was struggling a lot. And then I remembered uh, that I'd done mushrooms before. And I was like, well, I've done mushrooms, you know, mu mushrooms, like I've, I've been there, done that. I'm not um, super concerned that it's going to be like an overwhelming dose of consciousness. That's almost in and of itself dramatic, you know? Mm -hmm. So let me, let me use the mushrooms to now integrate all of these memories and all of this darkness that came up from the ayahuasca. And that's what I started doing. And for the first time in my life, I started sitting with mushrooms very intentionally, you know, no, no friends, no messing around in the woods. It was like the same formal setting that I had learned from going and doing that ayahuasca. I started to apply to mushrooms and I mean, it's just like to say that mushrooms are my favorite medicine is just an understatement. They have completely changed my life. They are so gentle with me. They have allowed me to process what happened to me, what the ayahuasca, thank you, ayahuasca helped me to remember. You know, they've, they've helped me to process it. They've helped me to forgive. They've helped me to overcome addictions to other things like weed, for example, which is very ironic when mm -hmm. I tell people that. But I mean, there's just no... Um, I will say like, I always come out of a, a journey on mushrooms, like 
amazed at this plant like wow mm. like once again i am just blown away by the magic of psilocybin and, and what it has done for me so uh for anyone listening you know who's interested in plant medicines but is uh just wants to you know get their feet wet and not like dive all in like i did with ayahuasca i think mushrooms is a great choice but i heavily heavily encourage people to um do it intentionally you know do it with someone like eric who's trained who sat with a lot of people who understands how to navigate um this medicine when when hard things come up because the reality is when you hear about psychedelics and you hear about people saying oh i wouldn't do that because i don't want to have a bad trip there is no bad trip there's there's <laughs> bad facilitators and there's mm. bad um set setting and intentions where you don't have the tools you need to work through the discomfort and the darkness that will inevitably rise when you're on these medicines. It is not about um, escaping like we do with many party drugs like, you know, uh, alcohol and whatnot. It is actually about finally um, facing the things that you've been escaping from. And I believe the reason people say they have a bad trip on mushrooms is because they're not surrendering to whatever it is that the mushrooms is trying to finally show them, mm -hmm. Hey, you, you, you've been avoiding this. You've been avoiding this. We're trying to get you to look at this and they're fighting it and they're fighting it and they're fighting it. And that's why they have a very uncomfortable experience, AKA bad trip. So true. Mm. Could not agree more. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought up the topic of integration, which is being talked about a lot more, but really still <clears throat> not enough. And you brought up coming back to Miami with ayahuasca and just being like, oh my God, like, what do I do with this now? And yeah. that's, that's so cool to hear you say that you worked with mushrooms to help integrate your ayahuasca experience. A hundred percent. And to yeah. have that perspective is so huge. I mean, because we've worked with so many people who've had these mushroom experiences that are super super challenging still you know even for so many people like you're saying it can be so challenging and then to have a community like people you can talk with about that experience is still kind of hard to find so i'm curious with you what's your community like right now around uh working with mushrooms and integration you know that's actually a really great question courtney because um I think that it's actually very easy to find people in the quote unquote spiritual community who are all about the medicine. Um, but at the same time, I do have a, a experience where um, a lot of these people can also be addicts. Mm. A lot of these people can also be addict, like a, uh, what's, what's the term? Someone called it spiritual junkies. I yeah. like that a lot. You know, I was like, you know, I, I, am a businesswoman. Like at the end of the day, I'm, I own that. I'm not trying to like be out in the, in, in the field with a robe and bare feet and like, <laughs> and like, and like no money, just like, ah, you know, like it's so like, there's a balance, right? There's a balance. And I'm very blessed that I have found a balance of people in the spiritual community. I can go to, to talk about these things to help integrate mainly shamans, mainly, you know, like people who are truly in a, in a position of, facilitation and doing the work i think sometimes uh the participants in these circles like like just as an example if you're like going to a ceremony like every weekend like come on like you're not in it you can't be integrating like that's yeah. you're just like trying to an, in another form of like escape and mm -hmm. and that's what i found with a lot of the people in the spiritual community the more i went there i was like oh like i don't really think these people are integrating i'm you know trying to be a billionaire <laughs> i'm not trying to sit in a ceremony every single weekend 
but I will say I'm very blessed that I have um, met people in the business world who are very into plant medicines, not in the sense of sitting every weekend and, and the spiritual junkie and like, hey, we're just going to get looped into another addiction here, but rather like, yeah, you know, maybe like once a quarter they go do a ceremony or mm -hmm. or even just once a year they do mushrooms and they've talked about the impact that it's had on their personal development and their business and their family goals and what have you. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful that I've had a couple of those people to lean on, but I do just want to, for anyone listening, um, just, yeah, just tell you to proceed with caution with the, with the spiritual community. I, I, I jumped in pretty hard and fast in the beginning. Um, and I needed it, you know, I'm grateful for all of those people and, and that support that I was able to find there. But, um, I also started to realize like, well, wait a minute, a lot of these people in their own way are also stuck. And I, I don't want to be stuck here in the spiritual community forever. I want to get out and integrate and take what I've learned and actually build my own empire. So that would be my advice. But yeah, thankfully, I have had uh, super supportive people around me that have a balance of both. Yeah, very well said. That's great. So yeah, I hear, I hear you talking a lot in terms of a spirituality. You said by the grace of God, you speak in terms of, of being blessed. And, you know, part of the reason we found a sanctuary is because we feel like there has been there has not been really a spiritual sacramental approach to psilocybin that it's been treated as a purely a mental health kind of drug uh, therapy. And so I'd, I'd love it if you could talk a little bit specifically about these, the quote sacramental nature of plant medicines, specifically psilocybin. A hundred percent. You know, I actually always say if you truly, if you are uh, somebody who, um, truly does not believe in God, go do mushrooms and, and come out and tell me you still don't believe in God. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and the unfortunate thing is that, um, uh, God has been, you know, hijacked by religion. Mm -hmm. And now there's this, there's this negative connotation with God as, uh, um, like he's a fearful God, he's hateful, he's hypocritical and all of these things, which I totally understand because I come from a very um, hardcore, like Irish Catholic uh, family. And my father was abused by his priest in the Catholic church growing up and, and all of the hypocrisy mm. that comes with Catholicism. I totally get why people would just grow mm -hmm. up in that environment, get smart and run the other way. The problem <laughs> is the problem is they, they leave God behind with them mm -hmm. and they leave God behind with the church, like screw all of this. And that really is the tragedy of childhood abuse you know it's um it's it's not just about physically abusing the child or sexually abusing the child a lot of these parents they're spiritually abusing their child because mm -hmm. they're playing god mm -hmm. when you play god when you act um so dominating over your child in the sense that um uh it's it's um uh to the point where the parents like can never make a mistake or can never be wrong, which is what I grew up with. I grew up with very narcissistic parents where like they couldn't own any of their shit. So they just projected it all onto me. And in that sense, they were spiritually abusing me because they were playing God. They could never make a mistake. You know, only God can't make mistakes. And what that does to a child, in addition to being raised in whatever sort of church where there's probably a lot of hypocrisy going on as well, what that does to a child is the child starts to resent God the child starts to look at God as hateful um, because as a child, your parents are God. 
as a small little child, that's what your parents are. They are God to you. And, mm -hmm. and when they abuse you, you can really develop a, a negative association to God. And I remember back when I was depressed, when I was suicidal, I, I used to say this, you guys, actually, I used to say this out loud for years. I would say, God hates me. God hates me. And I remember it was a life coach that I had um, after I, the ayahuasca. I met this life coach who was also helping me to integrate. And I remember him calling me out on that saying like, you know, that's like really strong that you say like God hates you. Like, what is that? Like, let's go into that. And through the coaching with him, he helped me to identify it wasn't that God hated me. It was that my parents hated me and I was connecting the two. And um, once I was able to, you know, like separate my parents from God and also separate religion from God, mm -hmm. because I met a lot of religious people in my life who were not godly. <laughs> and uh, I, I started to see God everywhere. I started to realize mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, I think that like God is real and it's just been hijacked and uh, used as another way to manipulate people and, and to bring about more control because the reality is the more you can get people to um, be afraid, the more you can control them. So if you can get them to be afraid, hey, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're going to burn in hell forever. That's what God says. Well, that to me just sounds like brilliant manipulation. You know, that doesn't like, it's like, of course I'm going to believe in God, but then you're not really connected on a spiritual level. So to me, God is um, an energy. It's an energy that's all around us. It's the energy of love. It's the energy of unity. And um, when you connect with other human beings and you have vulnerable, real conversations like this, when you can genuinely impact one another, come to one another with empathy and love and compassion and lift each other up, having faith that you don't need anything from this person, you can just give selflessly and it will be returned to you. Mm. That's God. You know, that's the true faith in God. That's what Shay does on social media. I'm giving away free content all the time without asking for anything because I believe in God and because I believe that it will be returned to me without me having to force it, without me having to manipulate people, without me having to, you know, trick people and, 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 and whatnot. So to wrap up, Yes, I believe in God. I I am not religious. Like I don't know what sort of religion or category I would fall under. I don't even go to church. Um, I'm open to going to church. You know, I do think there can be a lot of beautiful community found there if you get you know into the right environment. Um, but I just always say, you know, freedom of religion is what's great about this country. If you truly feel that your church and your community makes you a better person. By all means, I would never tell anyone what to do. For me personally, I find that having my own relationship with God, my own made-up church, my own little religion and way of doing things, um, that's what works for me. And for me, a huge part of my church when I need it is plant medicines. Mm. And mushrooms are a huge part of that and a huge part of me returning to God when I need it. Beautiful, beautiful. So, sounds like you're maybe a honorary peripheral member of, of sanctuary as is <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah I guess I am. yeah what you're speaking to is very much what we're working towards is a non-dogmatic individual relationship with the force the being the all that is and building community lifting each other up and i i really appreciate that you're bringing this 
kind of discourse into entrepreneurship. For me, that's been a real challenge. I've, I have been in uh, kind of a, a form of self-denial thinking that I can't be spiritual and wealthy. And, yes. you know, in, individuals like yourself have really helped me to come to a, a very different understanding of that, that relationship. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and also, you know, um, I was going to ask you guys the church thing, like, doesn't that also give, uh, legality to these medicines? If you like start a church, you can actually facilitate and it's, it's, yeah, I mean, to, to, you know, to the extent that it is uh, authentic, let's say that, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you're, you're probably aware, or I would suspect maybe the, the, uh, soul quest, uh, yeah, exactly. Florida. exactly. And, yeah. and, you know, they were just actually denied uh, permission by the DEA because they are after research by the DEA, which has no business judging what is an authentic religion anyway. Right. Right. Um, but they're they are deemed to be inauthentic, to be more of a profit based organization. And we've been really we've learned a lot mm. from that. We've also been very specific in that this is our this is our religious or spiritual practice. 110%. Right. But that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be a profitable organization. I mean, the most profitable organizations in the United States are churches. You know, the Catholic Church is probably the wealthiest entity on the planet. So yes. uh, being able to reconcile that ability to, you know, have resources and provide resources, it doesn't have to be in conflict with the spiritual growth. I love that. You know, but I also think, um, there's a good, someone said this to me the other day and, and it, it's been in my mind this week is like, you know, separating what's going to get you rich from your passion. Mm. Because I actually, I actually am in the same boat as you guys. You know, I want, I actually, I bought a farm recently. Maybe you saw Eric and mm. I, you know, right. I'm, I'm going to do wellness retreats there. And my business partner, she's such a boss. She's like building a whole center. Um, I don't think that's going to get me rich. You know, I, I don't, I'm doing that because I, I have a love for healing. I have a love for nature. I want to be able to provide a space for people to come heal and ride horses and do all the cool stuff, you know, <laughs> but, um, what I know will get me rich is the marketing and the things that I have been doing online with video and teaching people how to get on camera and grow their business through social media. Like that's still going to be a huge focus of mine. The reason I think, um, the whole like, oh, spiritual people never get rich X, Y, and Z is like there actually is some merit in um, this idea that shamans aren't supposed to accept money mm. and it's all donation based because the problem and I, and I, I've never been to soul quest, but this is what I think has happened over time is like, I do think it started out authentically and you know, they were charging, but it was like, yeah, we're not really about the money. It's, and then they realized like, oh, well, maybe we can make a lot of money. <laughs> There's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but but the problem with that is it can take away, mm -hmm. it can take away from that um faith that I was just talking about, from that faith yes. of like, we don't need to worry about money, we're abundant here, everything we need is provided, and it goes toward a space of like, well, maybe I do want more than I need, and maybe I do want to get rich, and maybe I do want a mansion in Malibu, and let me let me get a few more people in this ayahuasca ceremony to get going, and you know, and then it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, like that's not the energy here, you know, this is supposed to be all about God and faith and healing, um, so that would be like my piece of advice to you guys, like, because I, I do believe that there's other ways outside of just like the the medicine and the ceremony work specifically where you can 
have that sort of um, insatiable hunger for like more wealth and like, no, I want to leave my children a bunch of money and I want to have more than I need. And like, that's dope too. It's mm -hmm. just when, when, when people, when gurus, when people in positions of power start to blend it with the, the work of God and the faith and the, um, and the, and the spiritual um, elements that are meant to solely just lift people up and heal them. I think that's where it gets really messy. And I think it actually just goes right back into what we were talking about re religion and why that's gotten such a bad rep is because like these uh, sacred things um, have been hijacked. And so mm -hmm. there's a little distinction there I would invite you both to explore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what I've been saying as we've established this organization is that, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't want my primary source of income to be coming out of the church or for doing services for people. This, I, I want this thing to be a standalone, self-supporting, and that Eric, Courtney, our family gains wealth through other avenues, which leads me into the work that you're doing because like how I perceive Shay as attaining success is through embracing authenticity and controversy. And that's what draws me to you and to your work. And so I'd love it if you could talk a little bit about the value of embracing authenticity and controversy. Absolutely. And, and also, uh, as a side note, I do just want to say that I, I definitely see speaking and live events in your future as well, Eric, and uh, mm. building a personal brand. And perhaps that's the, the avenue you could tap into more, um, outside of, of, uh, yeah, we've been talking about that here. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Actually your, your episode was one of my most listened to episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. On my show. Yeah. Oh, people wow. loved it. Yeah. People still message me like, about well, so it. like, this is a thing that I've been struggling with too, is embracing the fact that people do look to me, uh, as a, you know, a leader or an influencer of sorts. And I've, I've resisted that because I have a, I have long had this, fear that my authenticity and my willingness to be controversial is going to be problematic. And that if I put myself out there as this authentic controversial person, that it's ultimately going to be my demise. <laughs> and right. you, have you have proven that to be the opposite. So yes. yeah, I'd love for you to talk about your experience and in, in that. That's that amazing. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Take it, take it to the mushrooms, Eric, take it to the mushrooms. <laughs> I, but I, 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 I do want people to know people listening who maybe already follow me and, and under and understand this side of me. That's like fearless and controversial and, and outspoken. Like, it didn't happen overnight. You know, it mm. certainly did not happen overnight. I used to be very um, nihilist. You know, I just wanted to like the, not have any opinion about anything. I wanted everyone to like me. I was very people pleaser. I had a lot of insecurities. And it all comes back to faith in God. Like I just, I, I, I have a lot of faith um, that I am divinely guided I have actually had in my ceremonies um, uh, ascended masters come through to me and tell me the more that you are in your ego about your image and how people perceive you and trying to get everyone to like you, the more we cannot channel through you and we mm. cannot work through you. And it, it really actually was beautiful because what it did for me is it allowed me to separate my own ego from the uh words that i'm saying where whereas like as an example um i went viral this past spring in a video about masculine energy and how there's a war on masculinity and uh 
people don't always see it and it gets you know swallowed up by the feminist movement and i was breaking down like mm -hmm. the toxicity that's in the feminist movement all these things and you guys know about that because i ended up getting censored <laughs> that was pretty funny but that's a great example of something where it's like if i remove my own ego and allow um myself to be fully present god or mm -hmm another way to put it my intuition or these ascended masters who have these teachings are therefore able to channel through me uh easily and and freely without me interfering because the ego shay the shay that's here is so concerned of like what are people going to think this is not pc i'm going to be canceled x y and z if i can remove all of that and have this higher truth channel through me um i can also remove like my responsibility to it like mm -hmm. i'm like no this is just like this is coming purely through my intuition and i've i've done a lot of work on being able to like separate when it's like really me and when it's god when it's like a higher truth when it's a ascended master coming through and trying to speak through me and that's another like next level deep conversation a lot of people aren't ready to have is like when people are um are um not really you know acting as them it's 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 also in the reverse when people are sharing uh negative things when people are angry when people are attacking you when people are violently hitting you is that really them or are they like possessed by some sort of demon Man. and that demon is coming through them so these are the sorts of things that the medicines helped me to understand and now when i see the the results of these controversial posts that i put out and these you know what people like to call haters i don't really like calling them haters but just people who are triggered people who are upset people who want to cancel me who want to um name call me and all of these things i don't have any attachment to it i just look at it as like yeah you know this this person having this negative reaction to this post right now is actually a work of god and is all in the divine plan mm -hmm. to help start having these conversations and wake people up and create dialogue and move the energies and shift things and i'm just back here and i've like removed myself from it and and i'll just end on this note for anyone out there who's a healer for anyone out there who's on a mission to wake people up in x y and z here's the thing don't take any of the blame for the negative i don't i'm not blaming myself for ruining that person's day in my comments but also with that don't take any of the credit either <laughs> so that's it like yeah. i don't i don't take any of the credit that's... i don't take any of the blame if you come to me and you say you ruined my life with that post you're sexist you're racist i'm like look i'm not taking any blame for that also if someone comes to me and says you saved my life shay you're my guru you're my healer no 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 no. i don't take any of that credit this is not me this is just god i am just doing the work on myself to be open present and receptive so that i can be a channel for my own intuition and inspire other people to start living from their gut so that we can start to heal collectively. That is wow. fucking fascinating. I just love how you, because, because this, this concept of ego, particularly in psychedelics is, is this kind of, you know, hated on controversial thing. And if someone, I think seeing you from the outside would probably say, you know, this is an ego operating here, but the way that you just broke that down, so perfectly illustrates that you know you are tapping into this divine this information that's coming through us and working through us and we we have these personalities and these <clears throat> excuse me these presentations that we put forth and that is divine too 
that that is of God as well. So, you know, the the fact that you are who you are and you say things the way that you do, it it's so it's just I, I love these um uh oxymorons, these places that yes. like it doesn't look like it should be. It seems like Shay is operating from an ego place, but that is like not the truth. Right. Well, 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 I love I love what you brought up about like like the spiritual community like demonizing the ego you know mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. because actually like uh i i still am sometimes you know i still have an ego trust me like you hang out with me I, I i got my sassy little instagram post i saw you on your like that's the thing i do still have an ego um but the the problem is like um people make it all wrong and they yeah. like try to push it away they try to run from it just integrate it. Just be yeah. aware of like, I'm in my ego right now. I, I do the same thing with the narcissism. It's like, okay, I come from a very narcissistic home. I'm aware that my parents are very manipulative. Instead of always demonizing it and always running from it, how about I just own it in myself when I see myself mm. trying to manipulate people? And, and that's also comes from my ego, you know? So mm -hmm. I would say it's a balance. I just try to love every part of me and, and not um, try to hate it away. It's like, it's not going to go away it's about loving it and integrating it and uh, having that balance but yeah I, I i agree i agree about the ego i think people make it wrong i i don't think it has to be wrong i use my ego um very um intentionally right i have an ego i have i i do um get off to this idea of me being a billionaire and having my own jet and at the same time I know, okay, if you don't get the jet and if you don't ever become a billionaire, Shane, actually, if you lost all the money you currently have tomorrow, how much would you still love yourself? And also bringing that back into the picture. So it's like, hey, mm -hmm. if I can wake mm -hmm. up tomorrow and be more motivated by narcissistically picturing myself a billionaire on a jet when I'm 40 and whatever, go do it, use it, fuel it. But at the same time, always bring in the and if I lost all my money tomorrow, would I still love myself? Yeah, mm. I would. So um, learning to have that balance. Well, thank you for yeah. doing all this work that you've done on yourself over time. And God, thank thank you, God, for doing <laughs> this work. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Yeah. yeah. No, you inspire the hell out of me, Shay, for real. Yeah, for sure. Aww. And especially for me as a woman and uh, in uh, an entrepreneurial role and a a family role and a spiritual role just seeing you is like it's it's always great to know i can go to your linkedin page and get some some inspiration and also feel more grounded at the same time which is like a really yes cool, and, uh, and, and 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 i love i love uh being a woman and that is something that i could not always say you know mm. i could not always say that i used to just resent my gender so much courtney like i just would look everywhere and see all the ways in which i was disadvantaged i'd see all the men in business well why aren't there more women well why that you know and it, it really took a long time for me to like embrace my femininity and again have faith that me being feminine is not gonna hurt me it's actually gonna help me and um yeah it's just it's a complete 180 I, I am now to the point where i can say like i am grateful to be a woman in business like are there challenges and things sure but i'm so focused on what i'm grateful for i don't even see it and i think that a lot of times um the tragedy of being a woman 
in today's society with the feminism and everything is there's a lot of messaging that you can expect to be disadvantaged. You can expect that people aren't going to take you as seriously. You can expect that the man is going to get the raise before you do. When, when, when you expect those things, you create that reality and that's, and that, yes. And that is the loop that I was in for such a long time. So I just want to say for any young women out there listening, like, just be very mindful of this messaging, you know, like I'm not saying there aren't injustices that happen toward women solely for being a woman that is real, but also whatever you look for, you'll find. And the more you focus on it, the more you create that in your reality. And that's what I was looping. I was looping in that for years before I finally, um, you know, started to decide that being a woman was an advantage in my space. And now, now I see all the advantages for being a woman. Now I see all the people that stop scrolling because yeah, I am a cute blonde and maybe they wouldn't have stopped scrolling if I wasn't, but Hey, they came in further because of my message. And I've had several men message me saying that actually they've said like, I won't even lie. I followed you because you were hot, but like, holy crap, you've changed my life and like your messages mm-hmm. and all these things. And I'm like, how beautiful, how beautiful is that? We don't have to yeah. make that wrong. We don't have to make that wrong. I'm like, oh, well, he only followed me because I was cute. Now I'm going to ignore all the benefits that are happening here. It's like, no, dude, like th- this is, it's all divinely orchestrated. It's beautiful. And so for any woman out there mm-hmm. listening, like as much as it, it, I, I get it, I personally have been discriminated against for my gender. Like it's real. But if you could go to bed every night and write down five things that you love about being a woman and five things that you feel you have an advantage being a woman, do it because you're going to create more of that in your reality. Damn. I love that. Solid, Thank you man. for that. Yes. I, and, and I love that there, you know, as a man, I can look to a woman for inspiration. That's not mm-hmm. something that I grew with. That's not something that I know. So like this whole thing, you just you just do such great work, Shay. I want to know that acknowledge the time. We got about three minutes left here. So Courtney, I'm going to let you uh, take us out with the the last question that we'd like to end on. Yeah, here. so um, we'd like to ask here at Psilocybin says, what what does Psilocybin say to you? You are love. Mm, you are love. And everything that you are searching for out in the world can be found right in here and it's always going to come back to that it's always going to come back to how much can you generate your own love and um yeah that's really what it is that's what's what it's about it's about remembering who we really are how powerful we are you know every insecurity every projection um it's us just trying to remember that we have it you know i got i'll just end with this little story here like I have a friend and um, he has this girlfriend who's like really, really jealous, right? And she's very insecure and she doesn't like him hanging out with me because she's like, ah, like, are you going to cheat and this and that? And I had to explain to him, I'm like, look, trying to control someone not cheating on you is is not love. I'm never going to control a man um, that I'm with, that I love, um, because... I know that me trying to control him not hanging out with women for fear of him cheating on me is just preventing me from getting accurate data on, well, is this the kind of guy that's going to cheat on me? And I want to just give that free reign to him to see, because again, 
at the end of the day, what this girl is doing and what everyone is doing in these situations when they're so insecure and so grasping under control is they're trying to prove to themselves that they are worthy. They're trying to prove to themselves that they are good enough and lovable enough to not be cheated on. You got to let the universe do its thing. You got to let that guy go and prove it on his own. And guess what? If he cheats on you, love yourself enough to say, I deserve better than that. I'm leaving. Thank you, God, for showing me plain as day that this guy does not really love me so that I could uh, acquire accurate data to make an informed decision for myself to move on. I have had many codependent relationships in my life, and that's why I want to end on this note because I know there's so many people out there who are attached to someone who really feel like they need this person. And, and what it's doing is it's taking you away from yourself. Mm. True love, true healthy relationships, which I think you guys have, which is so cute and I love you too, <laughs> is, is, is knowing that um, you would be okay if the other person wasn't there. Mm. You would be okay because you gotcha. have yourself. You love yourself. True healthy relationships are... I don't need you. I want you. Mm -hmm. I want you. And I know that if you have to go away for a month to do your own thing, and if I'm over here doing my own thing, we love each other enough to give each other that space. And that's when you can truly, truly um, enjoy the presence of another human being and en enjoy the relationship with another human being is when you first remember what the mushrooms have often reminded me of, which is you have it all within here, Shay. Mm -hmm. You have it all within here. You have everything you need right inside of you. You are love. You don't need to go searching for love and always live your life from that place. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank can, you so much, Shay. Can we do a podcast, our next podcast on relationships? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'd love to. Oh my God, I've learned, I've learned so much. I've learned so much. Yes. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's all, always Thank a pleasure talking, Shay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Take, take care. Mm -hmm. And the beating of the drum